Sometimes I get better at singing Sometimes it feels a lot like the weekend I do my best thinking When I'm drinking Hello and welcome to Line Drunk. And the next interview I actually have was with hundreds of beavers as part of the Fantasia International Film Festival. Uh, Co-writers, Mike Cheslick, who also directed the film, and then Ryland Brixen Cole Twos, who was the lead actor in the film. This movie is awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. It's kind of like um, Looney Tunes meets like Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin type of thing. Um, I really cannot recommend this movie enough. So go check it out. I feel like there's a really good drinking game in here, and I actually think we discussed drinking in the interview. Um, but yeah, check it out. Can drink is going to be that strong, <laughs> right? Oh man, the canned cocktail thing is out of control. Yeah. Hi, Hello, my computer shut down as I pulled up Zoom. <gasps> Hello, how are you? Hello, guys? So, I'm here with Mike and Ryland from Hundreds of Beavers. I really love this movie and I had no idea what it was going into it. Thanks so much. Thanks for watching it. How did this idea come about? The idea was. Um, something that's been brewing for a while. And it was also four years ago that we wrote it. So it's getting hard to remember at this point, <laughs> but uh, basically we've just always liked uh, slapstick, always liked uh, the snow based slapstick, such as the Donald duck in the, and remember that, do you know what I'm talking about? The Donald did, duck yeah. short. Yeah. So basically we just wanted to do a, a version of that. And we just thought, why isn't this charming little short film that knows when to end? Why isn't it way too long? <laughs> And then uh, that got us thinking, you know, what if we made a movie that used our resources, which are snow and Rylan is willing to do whatever out in the woods and get hit and just a rotating group of our buddies from high school that are willing to get into mascot costumes. And the story was built around our resources and uh, our desire to make a snow based slapstick that extends the Donald Duck snowball short into something totally unwieldy. Well, you did a great job at it. Thank you, Lee. Because I was thinking, yeah, Looney Tunes and like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin type stuff. Oh, yeah, certainly. Those were all influences, too. And then obviously, too, you know, it's got the, all those high angle shots, too. You know, looking down like uh, like Mario. Or Pokemon. Or the Pokemon. isometric Pokemon view. <laughs> and the great thing about the Pokemon view 
We're just like telling the DP that. He's yeah. like, yeah, you want a high angle wide shot? And I was like, nah, what, what's that mean? The Pokemon view, Quinn. Yeah, give me the Pokemon view. <laughs> Can you get up on a ladder and touch a cold metal ladder at negative 20 so that you're higher and so that it looks like my video game? Sure, fine. Sounds fine. Yeah, we needed to do that because there's so many uh, footprints in the movie. So we had to get very high so my character's seeing these footprints and all that jazz. But yeah, I think those are all... Probably the primary influences. There was also maybe uh, what a oh, the Wildcat movie from 1922 was a big influence as well. Guy Madden. Death Hunt. Have you seen Death Hunt? Death. I have Death not. Hunt. Death Hunt. The trailer. The trailer for Death Hunt is really funny. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Lee Martin, Charles Bronson. Yeah. Death Hunt. Yeah. And it's just what is it? Mounties versus. Uh, it's like yeah, it's Mounties versus. Uh, the X Mounties, <laughs> or like just he's just some criminal in the way yeah, in yeah. the Canadian North, and uh, in Death Hunt, Lee, the he uh, Lee Charles Bronson is trying to get away from Lee Marvin, and he puts his snowshoes on backwards, and then runs and hides. And when they find his snow prints, they're like, "Oh, he went that way, and it's the wrong way." And we stole that bit yeah. and put it in our film. And then uh, and I'm hiding from the wolves and I go up the tree and I keep, and then we're at these festival screenings and I keep expecting somebody to say, that's from death hunt. Yeah. You, you guys ripped off death hunt, but we haven't gotten any death hunt comments yet. <laughs> so does that answer your question? Lee? It, it does. Lee, can you repeat the question? <laughs> your influences for the film? Yeah. Um, how did you shoot this film? On a Panasonic GH5, yeah, nothing fancy, uh, but it held up great in really cold conditions. It got wet, it got cold, and it was always fine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we put uh, the, we slapped the old uh, grain black and white grain filter on everything to hide my bad effects work. So the idea is to make all the effects shots look as uh, uh, realistic as I possibly can and then make all the real stuff look as fake as we possibly can and it hopefully just meets in the middle. Yeah, a little middle ground there, yeah. It's like you were actually out in the snow. Oh, yeah. I think 75% of it, 75-80% was all shot in northern Wisconsin, northern Michigan, out in the winter, in the cold. and uh, 12 weeks. 12, 13 weeks, yeah. Yeah, but even when we were shooting some green screen stuff, most of that wasn't in studio. Most of that was still outside, but we just put up a big green tarp because it was more cost effective. So I'd be too cold, but I grew up in warm weather. <laughs> so I do a drunk podcast. So I always ask, what would the theme cocktail be for the movie? Well, there's that Applejack is a plays a key role. Oh, also it, it we got does. the Celtic Beaver beer. Is really good belching beaver. They do that uh, chocolate uh, peanut butter. Are you getting paid? Stuff. Are you getting paid for this? No. <laughs> Why would? We- of course not. <laughs> you could do something with Laird's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Any any sort of like uh, hard cider. Yeah. I think Laird's is supposed to be the like the the hard cider that is similar to what Applejack was like. Back in the frontier days, they got a guy from the frontier days. And they, he they had him try Laird's, and he said, "Yeah, that's about right." Yeah. Also, um, uh, what's it? Uh, apple pie. Oh, the apple, apple pie moonshine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be really good with this movie. You shouldn't see this movie sober. That's a mistake. <laughs> I mean, I did watch so, it sober. 
we did want to make a movie that people could kind of watch with a group because the great thing about silent films is you can like be drinking and talking and hanging out with friends and it's like can be a more of a party thing is everyone just has to keep their eyeballs at the television but you can talk the whole time now I, I don't want to diminish how great the sound design is. That's true. But uh, that's, you know, we're thinking a little bit that it could be more of a party movie. Yeah. But the sound design, yeah, Bob Barrett, our sound designer, worked for nine months. And he, like, in my opinion, it's just this, I feel like the sound design he did is just this masterpiece of. Oh, yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely his, his Sistine Chapel, for sure. He really props up the whole operation. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and the other question I was asked is what drinking rules would you have for this film? And I hope you don't say for oh, every beaver yeah. you see because I feel like you'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, we never talked about that really. We don't have a hundreds of beaver drinking game, but let's figure it out now. Did you have an idea before we go? I really don't. I'm really okay. bad at coming up with drinking rules. You could come, you do something with um, every time Ryland goes. Every time, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Every time Ryland makes that noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say obviously anytime a beaver's on screen, but then you would you would die by the end of the film. Um, you should have an you should have a new beer. My recommendation is that every time the woodpecker pecks something in the head, yeah. you should have a fresh beer. You got to okay. get through that beer by the next time. Somebody by the next pecks. time, the woodpecker. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that would put you at seven yeah, seven mean, beers in two hours. Yeah, I mean anything involving the trap line, I think, would be good just because of that repetition. So you know you're going to have to take a sip or drink a beer every four, five, six times. So like everyone could have a different runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you have to drink when the woodpecker oh, goes. Every time I fall in a hole, just whoo, I fall down in the snow. Oh yeah. So here's my concept for this leap. There's like a bingo card with like all the runners on it. So like falling in the hole, the woodpecker, icicles, and you get like two, everybody gets like two and you land, you get a random two and you're watching the film and you have to drink when either of your two like running gags happens. Yeah, yeah. And so there'd be some combinations where it's like, oh, I have to drink 25 times. And this is, that's John Trade (laughs) saying it that way. And there'd be other combinations where you're like, uh, just, uh, you know, at, at church, nothing. Right, right, right. Like there could be fake out runners <laughs> on the bingo card that don't occur in the movie. Like drink every time Tom Cruise comes on screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also drink every time I um, uh, am tempted to drink. <laughs> yeah. So every time I'm tempted to drink and I can't drink, you drink. <laughs> That's a the good possibilities one. are endlessly. The, the permutations <laughs> of times and moments you can drink in this life go on forever. This is in coffee. <laughs> Do you have any fun behind the scenes stories? Yeah, uh, what, let's say one we haven't told yet from the part your favorite part of the movie, the fight scene in which. Well, what about? Uh, well, I could just tell in. I could tell the Quinn story. Yeah, tell the Quinn story. Well, the Quinn story. So our our cinematographer Quinn Hester is a, a an amazing cinematographer. You know, we could not have made this film without him. Absolute soldier of cinema. But there was one particular night we were done shooting that he wanted to go and uh, to the sauna because they have saunas up north, especially in the winter time in Wisconsin, so people can obviously get warm. You know, it's a nice little thing during the winter time. Anyways, he went to this days in and went to the sauna and then was driving back home uh, to our cabin that we were staying at. And there's this long, 
winding mile long road back to the cabin through the woods. And, you know, he just got out of the sauna. So Quinn was feeling good, a little too good. Um, and he was blasting some music and driving my car all the way back to the cabin. And, you know, when it's uh, snowy and icy on the road, you can't be going too fast. But Quinn was going too fast. And uh, he uh, took a, a turn uh, at about 40 miles an hour and spun out and crashed my car head on into a giant tree. And uh, thankfully, Quinn didn't die. Uh, but uh, he gave us a call and said, hey, guys, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm out here in the woods. I just crashed Ron's car, and uh, I need you guys to, you know, pick me up if you can. And, you know, we came back, you know, said, all right, we'll come get you or whatever. And all the while, as Quinn describes it, there were owls in the woods, many, many owls that were hooting in such a way that they may have well have been just laughing at him. They were just, like, laughing and mocking him for his foolishness. And so we showed up, and yeah, lo and behold, the car was totally totaled. And um, but you know what, Lily? That's what happens when you got to make a movie like this. You're going to come across some problems like that. There's icy roads, and uh, every now and then you might total a car or two. Which that was the second car that was totaled. So, oh, you know, so there's, there's all sorts of fun little stories like that during the shoot. <laughs> the stories are all just like. <laughs> My car, my car, my foot got frostbite. I have a concussion. And as a director, I don't have time for these things. <laughs> so, some some fun tales. Nice. What was the feedback you've been given so far from the festival or from other festivals if you've done other ones? It's going well. I think we're in like 40 festivals. Yeah, I think Fantasia's 47 right now. So This is the 47th festival? Yeah. Jeez. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, feedback's been amazing. The audiences have been great, just really embracing it. And it's just been a lot of fun seeing it in a theater with people because that's the best way to see it, you know? So it's been terrific. So you get to laugh along with them, watch them laugh. No, it's no longer funny to us. Not funny to us. No, it's actually a big burden to watch it again. It's like uh, something that was funny to you four years ago. And then you had to just like rigorously execute it. And so it's like, you have a joke with your friends. You're like, oh, what if Ryland was like a pie, you know? And then like, uh, everyone's, you know, you laugh in that moment. And then it's not that funny the next day. And then a week later, Ryland calls you and it's like, okay, I talked to the four people that could build the prosthetic pie. And then you're like, okay, we have to raise like private equity to like pay for this pie. And so like that bit you were doing with your buddies with beers about Ryland being a pie is now like this whole operation and involves event planning and effects work and like all of this logistics. And so it's like, it already wasn't that funny the second day. And then you're like, just still working on this pie thing. And then four years later, you finally have the plate that goes behind Ryland as the pie. And you're like executing it not as like a funny thing but just as like a a a mechanical thing that either works or doesn't work and by the time it's like you're sitting in a theater and like rylan's the pie and the audience goes huh you just look at rylan and you're like this is not funny anymore (laughs) or no your reaction is more like uh uh correct we want to be you're like not like happy or like laughing you're just like a robot that's just like uh Correct. That's where the laugh belongs. <laughs> joke executed correctly, and the and the joke and the laugh was just, huh? 
Well, you know, it depends on the joke, but yeah, that, that's true. It's uh, it's just the movie took so long to make, so by the time you've seen it the ten thousandth time, you know, kind of wears off a little bit. But with that being said, I will say it is always thrilling to see it with an audience. Going to these film fests have been terrific because um, I don't know, just seeing people see it for the first time is always a really terrific experience and. Um, it just, you know, obviously how it builds and builds towards the end, it's very um, just triumphant and it's just, it's a very nice, uh, every, I just think everyone's kind of leaving the theater with a nice, you know, they, they kind of feel a sense of joy or something because they really have really felt some sort of great energy. I mean, it's like going to the circus basically when you see it. So it's always, again, we've seen the movie a million times, but like it still is nice to go to film fest and see people react to it because they really, you, you can see like the joy in their their eyes especially when like, we talk to them after the screening and stuff too they really are just like very thankful they're like god thank you so much for making this this was so great and it really does fill you with a lot of uh joy yourself we're just trying to put smiles on those kids yeah. faces lee i'm out there working i'm just thinking to myself i just can't wait to see the smiles on the kids faces you know that's what we're motivated by just want to put smiles on those faces you know and then yeah yeah we're just trying we're trying to entertain the masses you know Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> okay, because you mentioned this. How long did it take to shoot? Twelve weeks of shooting over two winters. Um, I don't know, nine or ten weeks were out at exterior snow. Yeah. Go. Long time. And can anyone stream this somewhere, like rent it, buy it, something? No, we're doing the festival run right now, <laughs> and uh, we're uh, so keep it keep your go to the follow hundreds of beavers on Instagram. Okay. And uh, we'll keep you updated on when we're coming and playing near you and where it'll be available on VOD. But we'll be near you soon. Uh, if you attend a live screening, you never know. Beaver might show up. Ryland might show up. Things could happen. There's no way of knowing. Thanks for having us, Lee. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. Sometimes I get better at singing and sometimes it feels-